Otherwise, on SAFM. And a very good day to you, Mzansi, and welcome to Otherwise on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala. The show is produced by Hazel Marquezene, and Albert Klassen is our technical producer for today. Our contact details are 0892102010, email otherwise at safm.co.za, tweets at otherwise safm, or at Shadow Twala. Today I'm joined by the Minister of Arts and Culture, Mr. Natim Tetra, to share details on the signing of Protocol of Cultural Exchange and cooperation between Cuba and South Africa. Linda Bukosini is a CEO and artistic director at the Playhouse Company. She talks about her cultural experience in Cuba. And finally, the convener of rites of passage and filmmaker, Ramadan Suleiman, shares how he gives guidance and mentorship to young filmmakers. It's Mandela Month, and we get inspiration from his quotes. And gosh, you know, when you look for these quotes, you find so much inspiration and you almost want to just read all of them out. And I think we should do that on a daily basis just to just to get that special inspiration about our country. One of them is the truth is that we are not yet free. We have merely achieved the freedom to be free, the right not to be oppressed. We have not taken the final step of our journey, but the first step on a longer and even more difficult road. For to be free is not merely to cast off one's chains, but to live in a way that respects and enhances the freedom of others. The true test of our devotion to freedom is just beginning. Another one says, as long as many of our people still live in utter poverty, as long as children still live under plastic covers, as long as many of our people are still without jobs, no South African should rest and wallow in the joy of freedom. That's Nelson Mandela. Otherwise, on SAFM. Now, my guest is a highly regarded arts administrator, an excellent performer who holds a bachelor and master, master of music degrees from a prestigious Juilliard school, school in New York. Um, she is currently the chairman of the music panel of the National Arts Council of South Africa and is also the chairman of the Norwegian South African Music Education Program. Ms. Linda Bukosini, welcome and thank you for joining us. Hello, Ma Bukosini. Hello. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Now, you have just returned from a, a trip together with the Minister of Arts and Culture to Cuba. How was your experience and how do you think these agreements that were signed are going to help your work specifically? Well, it was quite an interesting trip. Uh, one got to also uh, witness and experience a little bit of Havana and the life in Havana. Mm-hmm. But specifically regarding uh, the opportunities that await us in the arts and culture space, one can say it's going to take quite a bit of work, but mm-hmm. the opportunities are out there. Uh, the United States has already made its in- intention, mm-hmm. its intentions clear about getting into the Cuban space. Now, we as a country in the area of uh, arts and culture have an opportunity to start at a much broader level to work with institutions and companies and I'm specific to the performing arts on it, mm-hmm. an institution-to-institution level, but also at a music practitioner or dance practitioner level mm-hmm. with other, uh, whether it's a jazz uh, group or a contemporary dance group, there are those opportunities available. But it's still going to take a little bit of, of work to, to work through the bureaucratic 
processes mm. to make it happen. Mm, mm. And and you managed to to visit, I suppose, and sit in on quite a few meetings that were arranged for for the South African delegation. Uh, what 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 did you learn? Do you think uh, the, the I think one of the biggest challenges, of course, was language, right? Well, one of the biggest difficulties or the challenges is language. Mm. Uh, I found the Cuban community very learned people, mm. but uh, obviously I didn't speak uh, Spanish, Spanish mm. and they also speak very little English. So mm. we always had to have translators with us. But on the other side also, I think they have quite a, a bit of a different system in terms of these international cultural exchanges or interchanges as they call them. Mm. You know, you have to work through their ministry of culture. Uh, but the artistic practitioners, whether it's a teaching school or whether it's a national uh, entity uh, or a, an independent company such as a ballet company or a contemporary dance company, mm-hmm. I, I found the practitioners eager and willing to start working. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's just those few challenges that need to still be worked through so that the, the formalities of people-to-people dynamics uh, are not uh, held back by the formalities of the bureaucratic exchanges and processes. Do you know that um, what, what I, I, I heard and took out was the fact that uh, each and every uh, Cuban can read and write. Yes. But apart from that, the, 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 the kind of training in arts and culture starts at a very young age. You know, when we went to the, the, the ballet school, the National Ballet School, mm. it's not surprising that they start them at a, a very early age. In fact, in other countries, they start them at four or five, and, mm. and, and we were told that they start them at uh, age ten. Mm. But even in that, they, you know, it's wide open uh, to any child, and it's free of charge. Mm. But the very important aspect that I notice is that the expertise in teaching these young uh, 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 girls and boys is at a very, very high level. Mm. I can only say, only second to, uh, you know, senior ballet schools in Russia. Um, some of the performances uh, that we saw, mm. kids at the age of 16 are already, uh, already have the expertise of a professional mm. dancer. Mm. And we also uh, visited uh, the National Folklore Dance Company, mm-hmm. and them as well, the level of artistry, and you can tell they've got classical training behind, and then they infuse that and incorporate their uh, uh, folkloric dances and music. It's also at a very, very high level. Mm-hmm. Obviously, being from Guazulu-Natal, I was already thinking <laughs> of Injamo and how we compare <laughs> 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 to them. And I'm proud to say, you know, some of our Injamo groups 
are really at a superlatively high level as well. Well, talking about that, in fact, they they regard themselves as seriously African because they've they've kind of um, drawn from the experiences of what they believe the slaves brought into the country. Very much so. You can tell that, you know, it's not just dance for dance sake or singing for the sake of art. Mm. Uh, it's very much a part of life. Mm-hmm. They're expressing their daily experiences through the medium of dance, through the medium of storytelling, of song. Obviously, the, the rhythmic patterns, the drumming, it, you know, it's very reminiscent of um, uh, North Africa, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, and the dance styles. You, you can tell it's very much embedded in in, in African styles of, of of dance and music. But there's just something about their drumming. It just hits right into the heart, mm-hmm. and you immediately connect. <laughs> like, I know this, I know this. And you're in a foreign land, but... Uh, it just reminded one felt at home. Mm, mm, very much so, very much so. Um, and the other thing uh, that kind of stood out was there's the, the, the very little ageism as we have in this country. You found young people and older people working together, and it, especially because art is everywhere and there's music everywhere. But there, there was a prominence of 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 elderly people working together with young people. You know, Shadow, you're so right. And and it, like I said, you felt, mm, I know these people. They are me. Mm. They are where I come from. They are who I am. This issue of uh, uh, elders becoming teachers and being disseminators of knowledge mm. and information is very much an, an, an essential part, a central part of uh, the lifestyle in Cuba. So uh, you don't get people who are uh, taking chances teaching young people. You, mm. you know, you have people who are tried and tested who've done this for decades themselves and with such passion and commitment in spaces that you would think otherwise, you know what, there's no air conditioning here, you know, they they couldn't be conducting classes every day, morning Mm -hmm. to afternoon, but with the very little that they have in terms of infrastructure, the product that you see is, is really unparalleled in terms of artistic excellence. And the manner in which the younger people relate to the elders in the community, the dance community and the music community, is very instructive. Mm-hmm. Um, we are losing a little bit of that in South Africa. Um, just that, and I like it, it's hierarchy between the teacher and, and the learner or the mentor and the mentee. Uh, which goes back to the relationship between the elders and the younger people. And they, there is so much more that they can offer to young people, uh, and the younger people are very eager to learn. Mm. Now, when you've just thought, and with all that you've said today, um, especially starting uh, children at a young age, whether it be music in some form of an artistic expression, do you think it's a good, and I'm going to ask the minister this later, do you think it's a good idea to have this conversation with our Department of Education 
together with the Department of Arts and Culture. To no doubt about it, uh, uh, Shadow, to the extent that, uh, you know, the institutions of government should become proactive. Um, you and I learned uh, through extracurricular activities after school mm. Uh, whether it's the art, the craft of uh, writing, creative writing, or public speaking, mm -hmm. uh, using, you know, we used to call them e-gash, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, or choral music. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something you did after school, mm -hmm. but actually uh, it can be, and it is happening yet at an informal level in, 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 in uh, uh, government schools. But it should, because the curriculum demands it, it should be taught formally. Uh, you'd find that this is another stream of activity that creates jobs for professional arts practitioners mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. schools. Mm -hmm. I think it is a conversation that, that is to be had. And, and your highlights of the trip? Uh, my highlight of the trip was firstly the National School of Ballet. Those kids just left me ding-dong. They were really immaculately good. And the discipline, um, the second one was the, the National uh, um, Folklore, uh, uh, Folklore Group. Mm. Uh, they were just amazing. Uh, and, of course, there were other activities after hours that were quite interesting. But, again, to me, this is a space for South Africans to start exploring. I think there is a hunger from the artistic uh, community in Cuba to uh, exchange with the rest of the world. And uh, who better to be there than the South African arts community as well? Did you enjoy the food? <laughs> At first, I was very excited about the, the black beans and rice, but after about the third day. <laughs> um, yet, of course, you know, there are various challenges, but the country is rich. It's all green, and it's got these big mangoes that come out of the trees and the papayas and the pineapples and the palm trees. The, oh, it was amazing. Uh, so that part where it was just fresh fruit, yeah, it, it, it was really delicious. They are big on agriculture, aren't they? Yeah, very big on agriculture. The other thing that impressed me, which is, not related to the arts, mm -hmm. um, the, their uh, education system. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of uh, South African uh, young medical students yes. who are studying. And again, they, when the student, the South African students talk about what they are learning uh, is very impressive. Mm, mm, mm. I know we're going to we're breeding a, a good set of doctors to come back, a more conscious type of doctor yes. who will come back and serve our people in South Africa. And the fun things you did, did you get to ride in one of those old cars? Uh, I did ride the go-go taxi, which <laughs> for me reminded me a little bit, if, even though it's not exactly the same of the rickshaws in, in Durban, mm -hmm. 
But some of my colleagues, including truly yours, Miss Shadatwala, <laughs> love the old cars. Ah, yeah, uh, those there. open coupes. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting to see that, and of course some historic sites there. Uh, some of the visits uh, to historic sites that we did that was also very instructive. Lastly, I want you to talk about, you know, we we come home and people go, oh, we've had enough of Mandela, Mandela this, Mandela Road, Mandela. But Che Guevara is everywhere in Cuba. You'd think that he's Cuban if you, you know, if you were not initiated. And I think also the Cubans have close affinity towards him, I guess, because of the contributions he did in terms of their liberation. Mm. Uh, but you'd think that uh, uh, Mr. Castro is only second, you know, comes a, 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 a distant second yes. <laughs> to, to, to the level of consciousness. Even the, in, in public places, the images of, of Che Guevara are a lot more than Fidel Castro. They are, shocking enough. I mean, I, I, I compared and I looked and I thought, oh, my goodness. You know, you've got Che Guevara everywhere, on just about every building. And, you know, um, it, it, it was very surprising. But it then uh, just encourages us to also appreciate our heritage and appreciate, I mean, being Mandela Month this month, we are going to have Mandela everywhere, but we and we are we are a bigger country than 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 Cuba, aren't we? We are absolutely much bigger. I was watching a documentary yesterday on one of the of the channels where in some remote area of Cuba they only have one telephone for a community of about thousand families. Wow. Wow. Uh, so in terms of advancement, uh, South Africa is. It's a few steps ahead, but there are certain things, I think, that are quite instructive as well to us as South Africans mm, mm. Uh, about Cuba, that we can learn quite a bit from the Cubans as well. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I would encourage all South Africans to, to go back. So you have started your, your relationship with Cuba, and hopefully it will continue and, and maybe hopefully bring, bring us some wonderful productions from Cuba. We are so looking forward to that, and I know that your eye and, 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 and interest in jazz uh, will be all the richer yes. once your own uh, projects do start taking off. Yes, no, for sure. Uh, those, those, those communications are also <laughs> happening as far as crafts and jazz, etc., yes. is, is concerned. So we will, we will uh, keep South Africans posted. But thank you so much for your time. What is happening at the Playhouse currently? Well, uh, right now we don't have any big production happening uh, other than uh, those who are hiring from outside, but we're working towards the Women's Arts Festival, which happens in uh, two weeks' time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's going to bring a lot of uh, discussion about issues that are pertinent and important to women, uh, and also a lot of fun productions that we're going to have, Tandisa Mazwai, Tolisa Goli, um, a lady by the name of Aviva Palem. She's an opera singer. She's written, yeah, there's a piece that she's doing with us. Um, Yeah, quite a tendim jali. There's quite a lot happening. Uh, uh, And hopefully there'll be uh, many more people who are going to come and experience 
what women are doing and saying about themselves. And is there a website? Do we find all of this on your website at the Playhouse? Yes, at the, the Playhouse website. So it's and cool. the tickets are already selling. Are they? they Some open? of the events are free of charge to the public, and there are few that uh, are also uh, going to be charging uh, yeah, reasonable uh, prices uh, for. Fantastic. The PlayhouseCompany.com, is it? That's correct. Fantastic. My this is Katsalko. Have a blessed day. You too, darling. That was the CEO and Artistic Director of the Playhouse Company in Durban, Linda Bukosini. Minister is coming up to talk to us as soon as he's out of a meeting. But uh, we also still have Ramadan Suleiman, who's a filmmaker, and uh, he shares how he gives guidance and mentorship to young filmmakers. And one of the films he convened is called Rites of Passage, and it is uh, showing, I believe, possibly today or tomorrow at, uh, at the Durban Film Festival. Uh, but before we go to them, we'll take a bit of music by Jonas Gwangwa. Otherwise, on SAFM. We catch up with Natalie Jamanos, who's at the third ODI between Bangladesh and South Africa. Natalie? Okay, we don't have Natalie, so we will hopefully get hold of her later. And when we come back, we'll speak with Ramadan Suleiman. Otherwise, on SAFM. Okay. Uh, seemingly, seemingly, my producer and everybody else um, battling to, to get the show on the road today. We are. Okay. Natalie Jamanas is not with us, and uh, we will just move on. Thank you. We can hear you, yes. At the moment, uh, we're just awaiting play to get back underway because there's been a rain delay in Chittagong. And uh, if the covers are on right now, it's pretty dark. The lights are on as well. And a lot of the umbrellas are still up around the ground. And looks like it's still raining for now. Unfortunately, the game has been delayed now for almost 50 minutes, which means that another 10 minutes of delay and we will have the overs being reduced yet Again, as we did see in the first one-day international. South Africa at the range delay was 78 for four after 23 overs. David Miller was undefeated on 23 from 27 with three fours to his name, while J.P. Dumini was on eight from 25. South Africa in all sorts of trouble, going at just 3.39 runs to the over and having lost their top four batsmen. Quinton Akaku was bowled by Mustafa Zirraman for seven from eight when the score was on eight for one. Then when the score was on 19, Faftu Plessy, the T20 captain, was caught by Mushafaki. Rahim of Shakib Al-Hassan for 6 for 17. Shakib Al-Hassan also got the wicket of Hashim Amla, caught by the keeper Rahim for 15 of 35 at two fours, and that's his 200th ODI wicket. Then Riley Rousseau was caught by the keeper Rahim of the bowling of Mahmadullah for 17 from 27. So all sorts of trouble South Africa were in at the rain delay. It looks like we're possibly going to have a reduced overs game again, uh, which will be a little bit disappointing for the crowd because they are obviously there in droves looking for a Bangladesh victory. But for now, it's a rain delay. Covers are on South Africa at the delay, 78 for 4. Natalie Jamanis for SF, SFM Sport. Otherwise, on SAFM. Ramadan Suleiman is a filmmaker and convener of Rites of Passage, and he joins me now on the phone. Hello, Ramadan. Hello, Mamshado. How are you? It's so good to talk to you, and thank you for taking time out to speak with us. Well, thank you to you and your listeners. Now, tell me about rites of passage. I, I managed to get a glimpse of it, and 
and and from what I could see was some of the stories are so important for all of us parents, especially or older people, to 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 see and talk about because of the relationship we don't have with our young people. Well, I I'm the first one to say that it was also a privilege for me as a parent um, to experience these these young people um, to share with me their experiences, things that we don't discuss in our homes and mm. things that we don't discuss with our daughters and with our sons. Mm. Um, for me, the, the, the whole project started about two years ago when the NFDF commissioned Natives at Large for us to produce, but the whole emphasis was how do we assist in turning around the image of the South African film industry from from white male dominated to to it becoming representative of 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 all South Africans. Mm. And the initiative was how do we bring young people, giving them opportunity to to start telling their stories, especially when they come from institutions of higher learning, and who gives them an experience to say, you need to learn this, you need to learn that. And we had made a call for for young people to, to write a synopsis based on the theme of love and loss, and there were about 50 uh, proposals that came to our desk and we made a selection of 15 out of 15, uh, running a, an eight months workshop. We selected 10 and finally we ended up with eight. And we then, um, felt that having eight short films of between 10 to 15 minutes, mm. how do we bring them together so that it creates an impact? And, and we put them together as an anthology of eight short films. And, and yeah, I mean, for me, it was an eye-opener and an experience where at times one was a psychologist, one was a sociologist, because you're dealing with issues of young people mm. that are not things that you're confronted with every day. Well, you know, it's, it's, I, I, as you said, the theme was love and loss, but out of, out of it, there were sub-themes of sexuality, uh, uh, gender, gender, gender issues, yes, yeah. domestic violence, and those kinds of things. And well, we, I mean, yeah, you know, unfortunately, in our country, you know, quite a few topics or issues are taboo. Um, we are not, we were not brought up to be upfront and talk about these kinds of issues. Hmm. And and hence, are you there? I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, and hence at times we don't know, I myself, uh, talking as a parent, we are never prepared to be dealing with these issues in our own families, you know? So, yeah, so the issues were varied and quite profound. You know, you know watching them, I, I, I almost wanted to go home and have and call all my girls in my family to have a huge conversation. And I think then it's not only for us parents to watch uh, this anthology, but also everybody, young and old. It's, it's, it's everybody, because it's not every day that South African cinema or television deals with these kinds of, 
of issues. Um, yeah, it's not every day. And I must, I must commend the NSDF, um, you know, for, for opening these possibilities, uh, for young people, um, because South African cinema is not about rites of passage. You know, it's about, it's about guns, it's about violence, it's mm-hmm. about all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And of course, these young people, the stories they are telling, they are so violent. Mm. But you, but you're talking about psychological violence. Mm. Mm. You know, it's an inner violence. Um, you know, and it's and it's and it's all contained. So, um, so yeah, for me, it's like you know, every day you walk around the street, you see a young person, and you say, "There's a story in this in this silence." Now, now, Ramadan, tell me what happens to these young first-time filmmakers after, after you know, this anthology? Uh, do you just bring them up to here, or is there more for them to do to continue and become? Uh, well, yeah, well, the you know, the whole purpose for us as natives at large, I myself as a producer, is to to, to look for talent. Um, some of them are talented and some of them need, need more time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are now on the second year um, of, of second phase of, of uh, the Youth Filmmaker Project. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called because it's all about youth. We have given an opportunity from the ones that were involved in Rites of Passage. They have now been given an opportunity to direct um, uh, another 24-minute film. Ah, ah. So, so there is what, what I'm calling sustainability. Yes. And I'm hoping that by giving them an opportunity, um, by 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 three years, we should be having at least 30 of these young people. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, as a producer, surely I should have at least. Ten feature films emanating from these young people. Oh, fantastic! That is that is the objective. In other words, I'm not saying I have been given a commission, uh, I was given a budget, and au revoir. You mm-hmm. know, I'm saying um, um, I'm looking for talent, um, and it's a mentoring process where we take them through the entire process of filmmaking. At times, it can be very painful. Mm-hmm. Some of them break down. But but at the end of the day, they smile when they see their work on the screen. Yeah. You know. So so for me, there is a, a sustainability process in what we are doing, and I think we are the only ones in the country who are doing this. And and it's not easy. It's very very difficult. But we'll get there. I know, but you sound so passionate about it. I know you will get there. And 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 Ramadan after the Durban Film Festival, um, how do we get an opportunity to see rites of passage across the country? Well, we are working um, uh, with Brenda Sasani, who's our marketing publicist person, to 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 basically come up with alternative ways of showcasing the films in the communities. So uh, there's going to be a campaign um, in in August, mm-hmm. um, Women's Month, um, uh, for for us simply because um, of the ten uh, people who were involved, eight of them are women. So oh, wow. for us, it's it's appropriate that we we showcase the films uh, using Women's Month, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. 
we are doing a campaign. Definitely, um, uh, uh, you know, your listeners, you know, sh- uh, you'll, you'll uh, keep us posted. You'll exactly, keep us, you'll exactly. keep us posted. So, so hopefully it goes around the country and we see it. And this new set of, of trainees, if you like, um, when, when do you take a new wave of them? Uh, to, to well, um, as I'm talking to you, I'm just coming out of set. Uh, we are now on our eighth, eighth week of filming. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have two more young people to film their films. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we should be done on the 21st of, um, of, of July. Um, however, we are going to be having a new call for, for synopsis in the next month. So um, we will keep you guys posted for new intakes. No, for, yeah, for next year, basically. Fantastic. So you, you, you're building up this pool of, 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 of filmmakers that hopefully uh, other people will want to use in, 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 in much bigger films or in, in different ways, I suppose, internationally as well. Well, at the, for me, what is very important is to, is to, given what we have done with them um, over, example, this two-year period, Especially those who have done their second, their second 24-minute films. It's for me. It is how do you protect them in in terms of what they what they have started, mm. in terms of nurturing their individual identities mm. of of creativity, rather than them running around and doing all sorts of things and surviving under television circumstances and then being lost in translation. Mm, mm, that, mm. that is my fear with these young people, is to, is to say, how do we protect them to continue to nurture what they have started mm-hmm. and, and, and stop running around, you know, in this industry, surviving from one project to another that gets you nowhere. Well, with, with your teaching, not only of film, but of wisdom, I, I believe you yes. will achieve that. We thank you so much. Yes. I've got one of them on the line, Uzandile Waddle, who's going to talk to me now. But thank you, Ramadan, and, and, and well done. Thank, eh? you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for your work. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, as I said, Zandile Waddle is one of the young filmmakers uh, who has benefited and who's part of who contributed to the rites of passage. Zandile, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. And you, I've just been talking to your mentor, uh, Ramadan. Yes. How yes, has the uh, experience been for you, Zandile? Well, it's been very interesting for me, especially the first time, you know, uh, film writer and director. So I, I think I've learned so much, and it's such a great opportunity. You know, it gives you a start in the industry where it's very difficult to get a start as a writer and a director, especially as a female. So for me, it's been about growth and just learning up until this time. Are you are you excited with the end result? Yes, I'm very very much excited. I mean, Rites of Passage is is, is great. You know, all the films there are on point. I mean, we we've seen the films and we I, I feel like uh, all of us are, are really proud of what we've achieved because we went through a lot a lot of grooming uh, throughout the process from the writing season up until production, we, we were just groomed to make sure that our films are at a high standard. So I feel like I'm, I'm really impressed. I'm, I'm very excited. So what, what happened? What was the process? Did some of you write, some of you direct, or did you all do everything at the same time? 
Well, most of us wrote and directed, and then some some decided, you know, that I, 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 I'm going to write, but I don't feel ready to direct. Mm-hmm. So uh, they gave the opportunity to other young filmmakers to also direct their films. So a director also brought on board, and then they will also uh, attend these workshops up, up until, you know, they're also ready and they, they fully understand the script and the story. So they, they don't just come and uh, just join us on set, but they've been through the process as well, the workshops that we're going through. So at an early stage, you ask if you're ready to direct your movie or not. And if you feel like you, you, you're not there yet, then you can actually ask someone else that you, you really trust to come and direct your movie. Also a young film, uh, a filmmaker, uh, directly from Varsity, who will be uh, getting this for the first time. Hmm. Which one did you do, Zandile? I, I, I wrote and directed Lindeni. Is that the first one on the anthology? Yeah, yeah, it's the first one. That was so painful. <laughs> was it a personal experience? Well, some of it had, you know, some personal, you know, uh, aspects of it. Yeah, yeah, it's some of it, not all of it, but some of it. Wow, it it, it just I, I tell you that 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 was a painful story to to watch. I think um, I I kind of went back to it twice because of <laughs> of just how we spoke. Are you related to any water I know? Uh, any water? Yes. Yes, I think it's Brenda Water. I don't know if you <laughs> yes, know her. <laughs> yes, I do. That it's not a common surname. So you know, when you when you do bump into it, you know that you know somebody yeah. with that surname. Yeah. Well, well, you yeah. know, congratulations to all of you. And let's talk about that theme, uh, the African proverbs. The African proverbs that were African proverbs. Program. P r o v e r b s. Oh, the African proverb. Yes. Yeah. Um, where were they taken from? Who's? Because I, 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 I couldn't understand some of them. You, I was trying to find in 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 uh, find a relationship to like where, which country it came from. Uh, well, everything which we did is is from our South African, you know, African things. Especially when it comes to Lindeni, everything was just. You know, from and it was Zulu Natal, you know, uh-huh. type of type of background for me. You know, so everybody had their own story to tell in, within the African within the African culture. So everybody just went free to tell it from where they come from. Ah, uh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I encourage everyone to go. And are you at the film festival? Yeah, I'm. I'm going through this weekend. Oh, okay. And and yeah. let's. Let's find out how many people actually will go to see Rites of Passage. And it is it is showing when? Uh, from Friday, mm-hmm. uh, I think at half past eight at uh, Suncoast. Suncoast Hotel. Yes, and, uh, and on Saturday as well. Fantastic. Thank you so yeah. much, Zandile, and congratulations. Eh? All right. Thank you so much. You take care. Okay, bye. Uh, bye-bye. Rites of Passage is a youth incubator film. It's making its debut at the Durban International Film Festival. And uh, it's at the Suncoast Hotel. It starts in the evening at about 8, 8.15. So try and see it if you can. Um, I must say that we, we will try again to talk to the Minister of Arts and Culture uh, when he is available to talk to us. It is now time for Nalibali.